Welcome to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone Pod, episode 63, and we are back with you once again, joined by myself, our Chris and Colin. Chris, how are you this evening? I'm all right. I'm all right. A bit tired, but I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks, mate. Uh, Chris here is an absolute trooper. He was off to Oxford last night and he uh, made the trip down. Colin, how are you this evening, mate? Yeah, magic. Thank you, Ben. Um, obviously, didn't go to Oxford yesterday, but had a quite a long weekend so just about um catch up with my sleep on that one so yeah all good thank you belting stuff let us know in the comments how you're all doing this fine evening uh thank you all for joining us we can see some of you in here already pleasure to have you all with us as always as always so without further ado i think we should just get stuck into uh to our post-match reaction shall we Of course, the Wanderers on the road. A nil-nil draw away at Oxford United. Obviously, uh, an early season top-of-the-table clash, as much as Colin will hate me for saying so. Uh, a, an interesting game. Uh, a game of two halves, I think it's probably fair to say, uh, with the first half probably, well, the last 25, 30 minutes of the second half, uh, first half probably leaning towards Oxford. But I thought the second half we came out the out the gates pretty sharp and uh, and looked the better side. Chris, you were there, so it makes sense to go to you first. Uh, what did you make of the game? Who do you thought stood out for you? What was perhaps? I mean, the obvious thing would be that cutting edge that I think Ian Everett referenced in uh, in his post match interview that we just didn't really have, uh, which was unlike us. What did you think were the missing pieces on uh, on Tuesday night, Chris? Um. Yeah, I think we. we I was going to say we, we we regressed. We didn't regress. We just had a an, an off mm-hmm. night in terms of converting chances. It, there are a few. Um, that I mean, consider was it Nathan Baxter? Yeah, Nathan Baxter's interview was was really good. Um, I know that not everybody subscribes to Wanderers TV, but. I, I don't get any commission for this, but I do encourage it because I think it's worth a fiver a month. What's that? Ooh, controversial, Chris. I love Neil Hartney. I don't I don't pull any punches and I make no excuses. I think he's I think he's doing a great job. Um but what's that? What's that? Fiver a month. Oh, don't do this again. We've been through this already. What's that? 16, 17p a day. I think yeah, seventeen a day. It's worth it to watch Nathan Baxter's interviews when he's on because he yes, he speaks very, very well. He's not like a footballer. He reminds me very much of a of a cricketer or a a rugby a rugby, a, a rugby uh, union player. You know, somebody who's well educated. Yeah. He uh, well, Dapo was a little bit like that. Say again. Dapo was a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken, um. Nathan Baxter, in his younger years, played played cricket with some of the current England team. 
Joe Root, I think it is. Is it Joe Root? Was it Joe Root? I don't know. But no, there's a bit of good standards in the team. But, but it just gives you an idea of his upbringing. He speaks very well. Anyway, I digress. Um, he commented on the fact that they uh, third in the league, were third in the league and still are. Um, they were at home. They've got an excellent home record. But the low block in that second half was unbelievable. They were sat, they were sat so deep. And those who've been to Oxford will know that, obviously, you're looking down on the pitch, um, you know, like you know, from the wing. So you get a really good view um, of what's in front of you. And the, the low block was so low. They were sat so deep in that second half, and they were hanging on at the end. Um, and sometimes it's usually against, shall we say, a, a lesser quality opposition who sit deep. We we often struggle to break them down, and it was very much a case of that last night. But I thought we played really well. But I, I'm saying to you, Cole, before we come on, what I'm really particularly pleased about is it's difficult to go into a game after battering somebody 7-0. You know, where do you go from there? You know, what do you do next? It's difficult. Mm. I imagine it's difficult forever from a coaching point of view. Um, but yeah. I liked how we stamped our authority on the game in the second half. We didn't resort to a, anything like a plan B or anything like that, lumping it forward. We played our own game and I thought we played quite well, well very well in the second half. Um, and not terribly in the first half, to be honest. They look a decent team to Oxford. Um, and obviously it's a it's going to take time for Des Buckingham to get his foot under the feet under the table. Um, he's a very, very tactical manager, very much of the Liam Manning kind of school of, of football management. He's very data-driven. He's very tactical. Um, so it's going to take him time. But and they were missing some good, you know, some key players as well. But I thought they played well, and I thought we played well. I thought it was a typical top three um, contest. And I think if we it just lacked that clinical edge in that second half for us, and we could have come away with three points, which we have done in the last two seasons there. So, but not disappointed. Um, I don't, I, I don't profess to this whole go away, get a point job. I think you should always go away and try and get a win. But <laughs> around you, I think you could accept, you know, you could be accepting of that. So, yeah, well, exactly. I think it's it's all dependent on a performance. You know, if the performance is there and you come away with a point, then you're then you're happy. If you if you don't perform up to your usual standards and and come away with a point, then you look at it and you're disappointed. But I thought the way we played, particularly in the second half, I think the first half there wasn't quite as much uh, that was as noteworthy. Um, but the second half we were really really good. Can I can I just touch on? Leslie's point, please. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you want to bring it up on screen or whether we can or not. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. I thought he was awful. Yeah, um, really was. For the people, for people listening on uh, Spotify or Apple, of course. Um, you know, not everyone who's watching it live. Leslie says the ref didn't help. He was. S-H-I-T-E. Yeah, he was. He was. He was very poor. Um, as Brandon quite rightly pointed out, he's a guy who didn't give the penalty. 
at Hillsborough last season when Dion was hacked on his way through. Um, but decisions like that, it's difficult. But, but last night, it was some of them were just ridiculous. Like, he's got, he's got history with Oxford as well, that, that reference. Yeah, they, they were like... Whacked, yeah, whacked fans, over, yeah. Their fans who... You, I mean, they don't turn out in massive numbers, but their fans, I, I, I've always liked their fans from the last... The, the, the exchange we've had with them for the last couple of seasons where we've gone down there and won. Um, they're a good set. And, and they were, prior to the game, they were like, oh, God, they had an issue with him again when they played Port Vale um, and other games... And um I mean officiating it if we're talking about officiating it, it's it's absolutely woeful at Champions League level, isn't it? So we can't really expect too no. many good performances at the level we're at. No, he was dreadful. He was dreadful. Um yeah, he, he seemed to I mean as Ma has just said in the comments, he was awful in the first half. Second half, he kind of I think he had a moment of reflection at half time and he, he 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 was better in the second half but as david green has said as well it, it was very stop start he, he interrupted the game for nothing um really poor really really poor but overall yeah please yeah it was uh it was a good point i think i think we can all all agree on that um I think I did want to touch on, uh, Colin, and we'll pass this over to you. I thought the yeah. way we played out of the press last night was probably one of the best examples I've ever seen of it under Ian Everett. I thought yeah. Oxford, they ran a really, really high line, and there were times at the back where we passed it around like they weren't even there. Something that I don't think we've seen quite to that standard before, and I'm unsure as to whether that's a technical ability on the player's side or it's the fact that we've not really come up against a team that press the way like Oxford did or maybe a, a you know a combination of the both Colin what do you think how do you think we, we fared with that high line that Oxford running and did you I think, uh, were you... I, think, I think it's all of the above what you just mentioned but I also think it's probably an element of confidence as well obviously the mm. players are playing with a lot of confidence at the moment aren't they and to play in that manner you have to be brave on the ball don't you uh, and have players think... who are playing playing with that I think we've seen a lot more of that this season haven't we that you know those balls from your centre halves into midfield, yeah, that, that I think, look risky. Yeah. But you need, yeah. like you say, you need to be braver playing this mm. style of football. That's the next kind of if you if you ratchet it up a level and improve, that's where it has to improve by playing those more dangerous balls. Um, I think it helps that um, Josh Sheen is playing on top of his game, and and also um, George Thomason's obviously come on leaps and bounds on it the last few months. So. And again, yeah. deserves massive credit, not just for the way that he played, but for playing on a yellow card like he did with a referee who was unpredictable at best, or yeah, as they refer. They're all learning curves for him, aren't they? Because if he's, he's learning to play with that that booking hovering over him, because it's kind of inevitable, mm -hmm. isn't it? Really, yeah. Um, and he's learning how to manage his game, uh, both kind of. In and out of possession, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's an impressive player, isn't he? Let's go. Yeah. We've got a bit of a gem on our hands there, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I think last night I, I was kind of sat on the fence as to whether or not it was a a good result or <laughs> some points dropped. Um, 
And I'm more on the side of two points dropped, unfortunately, because I feel that with us playing with such confidence, and I do take on board what you said, Chris, before about the fact that, um, you know, we, 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 we're coming off the back of a big win, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you're playing against a team who's just got beat at the weekends and, and, and missing two or three of their vital players. And I see, I, I saw it as an opportunity last night to start to put a little bit of daylight between us and, and Oxford. And I think we've missed it. However, yeah. however, I think if you can go away to teams that are likely to be in and around you within that top six or maybe top four and, and get points off them at, at their place and, and obviously beat them at, at your own, then mm. you'll probably, you know, it, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. Um so, yeah, even though I'm kind of contradicting myself by saying that, but I do think it's two points dropped. Yeah, I think ultimately if you draw with a team, it's it's always two points dropped. Um, you know, th- three points are there for the taking, so unless we were, you know, right at the bottom of that table. And circ- the circumstances behind it, that's what I'm referring to mainly, you know. Yeah, of course. Um it's whilst we're at the, the top end of this table, I think most games are going to be a, a case of if we come away with a point, it's it's going to look like two points dropped because it would always be nice to to build on what we've got. Um, and I do think the second half for all, almost all of it, if not probably actually for the full course of that second half, we were the better side. And if we'd have scored and come away with three points, I don't think there could have been too many complaints from the yeah. uh, from the home side. That's a a good point by David, by the way. Um, Oxford needed to win more than us, given they have to come to ours. And I think think that's a really good point. And we talked about it a lot last season, especially when we came to the business end, that the way that the league is played changes and it's very much like like a group qualification of a a cup tournament, like a World Cup Mm. or a Euros, um, where you've got to... And Everett's always talking about blocks of games, and it's very much that I think, especially with teams around you, in the position that we're in in the automatics, which is different for us, um, that you've got to treat it differently um, and play it like a two-legged cup tie almost. Yeah, I think it's important. It's important as well, isn't it, to keep a clean sheet? Um, oh. You know, yeah. not con- not con- not concede. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter. I suppose if you, you know, if you if you don't score, if you're providing you keep a clean sheet, you you're happy, aren't you? Yeah. And I think talking about how well he speaks doesn't do bad in that either, does he? Does uh, Nathan? No, he's great. Uh, his uh, his clean sheet bonus will be uh, looking nice and healthy come the end of this season, won't it? Wow. Yeah. What is it now? Seven on the spin, which is a record, yeah. a, a joint record for the last 120 years. Yeah. How does that and compare to Traff last, last season? Did uh, he not break a couple of records? He didn't break that one. He didn't get seven consecutive. He had 20, was it 26 that he finished on clean sheets last season? It was something. I think so. It, it was around that sort of. Um, that kind of mark in terms of number of games, it was twenty mid to late twenties, um, which was phenomenal. But I think, given we st- we didn't start particularly well this season in no. terms of clean sheets, and we've just I, well, we'll we'll talk about man of the match later. I, I it's 
I, it's been playing on my mind all day. And I think, you think it's been influential with this as well in terms of keeping clean sheets. And I'll move, I'll, I'll mention it later. Just while we're talking about him, though, very quickly, what do you lads make of that comment by Lord of the Darts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that was inevitable. I think that ability was probably always there. But to be out of uh, out of football for a little while, you know, not really getting the game time at all because of injury, I think that technical ability would have always been there. It was just about, you know, refinding that. Yeah. Um, and I think he's come on leaps and bounds in, in every department. He um, he mentions it in that interview that I spoke about earlier. That he, he talks about the work that he does on the training training pitch with Matt Matt Jilks, um, playing out from the back. And you, you you've definitely I think we've seen it more the last two games than, than any other game. Um, and obviously it was a point raised on Saturday about how much time he spent outside his box. And it was the same last night again outside his box playing across the back three with with toll and and, and santos it, it's um it's becoming more and more obvious um and that's obviously testament to the fact that he's more confident now with the ball at his feet it's a bit unnerving sometimes don't get me wrong but yeah brandon's just said he gives me a heart attack but there was a couple he he, he he lollipops a couple of their men last night. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. You know. Um, there was there, there has been a question by Brandon. He, he's asking uh when did we last concede a goal? Uh was it the Carlisle game? It wasn't um the Carlisle game, no, Brandon, it was the Wickham game uh, on October the twenty fourth. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. Conceding two down there. What's going for? So plus two on the old goal difference. It's uh certainly promising signs. Uh obviously the the performance was there and you know for a number of weeks now we've all been saying on the podcast that you know results are going our way the performances are going our way and uh and ultimately long may it continue and uh long may our league table position continue but chris you referenced it earlier on fans are man of the match time unfortunately won't be presented by Ange this time around she's uh she's on annual leave this week um, but she'll be back with us very, very shortly. Uh, so we will uh, we'll get stuck into uh, this week's fan zone man of the match. I will. Uh, I'll take the pleasure of uh, of standing in. I've not quite got the hair, but you know we'll uh, we'll make it work. Not quite. Chris- just, just ignore the fella at the bottom of the screen, uh, Chris. What uh, are you giving your uh, fans on that match award to? Gethin Jones. Elaborate, please, Christopher. I just think I just I get quite I get quite emotional. Um, I just think that is, and I was getting frustrated with him. Um, which isn't like me being an happy clapper and that. But he was having a, such a poor run of form. Um, it was his passing. It was his decision-making. It was, there was loads of stuff. It just wasn't. What, what, what was going on? And I just thought last night, and the last few games since he's come back, um it's just getting better and better and better. That overlap 
on the right hand side with a wing back is communication in his interaction. I thought Cogley was poor last night by his standards. Um, but Gethin was doing all the right things to get him get him on the overlap. Beautiful, some beautiful interplay. Um, and there was a moment right at the end of the game when they got through. Um, the ball broke to their left-sided attacker, left winger, whatever, and he was through and it was a heart-in-the-mouth job and he just dealt with it so well. He was so cool under pressure. Um, I just think he's been brilliant. I, I think about it as a as a relative sort of increase in, in performance level and I think he's just come on massively um from a really really difficult time and i think he was brilliant last night and i think he's been brilliant for a, a few games now so for Absolutely. me uh, yeah top man it's, it's a great shout i think colin may well have frozen so uh i'll give you mine <laughs> i'm i'm really 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 torn on this one and there's three players for me i mean this standout one is obviously Nathan Baxter. I mean, without him in net, you're looking at two goals. You're looking at being 2-0 down. There's no doubt about it. Those two that he saved were were phenomenal. Um, the other one is Geth, like you said, Chris. And it is very much that case of the incremental gains in his performance and yeah. that sort of trajectory that he's on. He's now back where I think he left off, that consistent 7 out of 10 every week performer. Will Forrester, as Colin, you put in the chat, will be a, a really, really influential sort of contributing factor to that. Um, his vice-captain is a senior lad and he isn't going to want to see his spot taken away by someone that we've signed from Port Vale six months ago. So, it's... That's inevitable, but I think another one for me that in, in quite a similar fashion is Jack Iredale. Oh, God, yeah. And yeah. to step in for Randall Williams, who I think, according to who scored, is our top performer, who's been in a really good run of form, who's been finding the back of the net, been getting goals, been getting assists, to, in the last two, to come away with a goal, and I thought he was unlucky to not come away with the same last night. And he was very unlucky to not come away with an assist. Some of the chances he created were excellent. Um, so those three for me, I think it's really, really hard to pick one. Um, and I think I'm going to go for Jack. I thought he's to come off, the, to, to be out of the team, to then yeah. come back in on Saturday, do what he did run himself ragged and then to go on Tuesday and do the exact same thing in an even more intense game be really unfortunate to not come away with those those goal contributions I thought he was excellent I thought he was really 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 good he, he came in against Stockport that's when he that's when he obviously was against a very weak Stockport team um but I thought he didn't have the chance to sort of shine but it didn't make it make a difference that he stepped into Williams's place. Obviously, he got subbed off early, miscommunication, etc., whatever, blah blah blah. But he 
it, there was no difference to how we played. And that for me is, that's the measure of somebody's sort of influence on the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you bang on there. Yeah, I just thought thought it was a it's a it's a it's a build up of a good few games, and I thought last night he was really really unfortunate to not come away with with either a goal or assist. There were a few poor decisions perhaps in the in the opposing third, but I think part of that could be he had so much time on the ball he, oh. he overcomplicated it at times. Um, think, uh, Colin, we'll sorry, hand over to you. I think I sorry, I was gonna say ironically, if Randall Williams was playing, I think he probably would have scored one of those two <laughs> guilt edge opportunities. But, yeah, yeah. Like, Paul, over to you then. You uh you can either have a deciding vote or you can come up with a, a, a someone entirely separate, which I think you might do. Who are you gonna give it to? No, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're talking about two players there in in in, um, in Jack Idale and Gethin Jones, who are very, very, very mindful of their positions when they're in the team, and I think that's what's obviously improved their performance levels. Because both of whom, like Chris said, Chris was talking about, I think Geth earlier on, um, haven't started the season necessarily too well, but I think that just shows the importance of competition for places I think we'll probably find when Aaron uh, Morley comes back in his, into the team he'll probably be have one of his better games of the yeah. season as well because obviously Paris is performing really well in he as well so it's all good stuff in it it's all um, it's all exactly what you want and considering we had such a poor summer according to some people it's uh, it's it's all good in it um, man of the match I think I'm going to have to agree with Ben. I think I'm going to have to give it to Jack Idale. I think he obviously I didn't go to the game on on the on the on the Saturday, but I'm under the impression that he was um, very 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 good at the weekend. Yeah. Um, but obviously very good last night, offensively and defensively. Um, and I think he what I did notice is as the game wore on last night, he did become a little bit on the on the tired side, a bit of fatigue started to to kick in, but he, he battled through that and, and saw the game out pretty pretty comfortably. Uh, and I was a bit concerned at one point. So, yeah, I think he, he deserves a bit of kudos. Um, so, yeah, I think Jack Ardell's a great show. But running close, very, very close, um, Nathan Baxter, I think, mm, is yeah. phenomenal. Uh, I think the fact that he can be completely anonymous for for such a long time and then when called upon, he produces saves away, produces saves the way he does. You know, and he's always as well, isn't he? He's always in his 24-year-old, so exciting times. They're all the signs of a top goalkeeper. All the signs. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it it comes as no surprise to me, you know, now that there were teams playing in the Champions League and playing in Europe that were interested in, in signing him. It's mm. it, it doesn't come as a, as a shock. Um, so yeah, I feel really harsh actually not giving him, giving it to him after the performance he had because uh, I would be inclined to suggest that perhaps outside of the current top three, he isn't going to be tested like that 
but at least not to that extent. He isn't going to have to produce saves like that as frequently in games, so he might not get another chance. Um, but yeah, for me, Jack was just he was on it last night. So I think the comments in the chat are all, I think more or less all siding with Nathan Baxter. Few mm-hmm. saying Geth's a good shout. Few saying Jacko's a good shout. Um, is it with Baxter? Is it is it purely because let's be honest, second half he didn't have anything to do, did he last night? So no. are, are we saying Baxter because of them two cracking saves at the end of the first half? Is that the purely the reason why? Because I don't I think his distribution was really good all game as well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just generally. Yeah, he was just solid, wasn't he? And and those two excellent saves on top. Somebody's somebody's saying yeah. is he better than Trafford? Um, don't know yet. Is he better than Obviously Trafford? We had we, we had James, you know, quite a bit longer, didn't we? So we had a a longer sort of assessment period to see what he was about. One's um, playing in League One and one's playing in the Premier League, so my get my guess would be no on that one. I would also hazard a guess at the same thing. Oh, I mean, there's certainly a high, higher ceiling for Trafford, uh, and I think if you look at current ability, I would be inclined to say that Trafford is perhaps slightly ahead of him. Um, not to say that that's the you know Trafford's a top 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 Trafford two go for this level, weren't it? To be honest, so. I would. I would turn it on its head and say that Baxter is better for us. Yes. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Although if you look at it, it's, it's highly likely that Baxter and Trafford could end up playing in the same same league next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And David Green's spot on in the sense that he's saying that Baxter's very vocal, unlike Traff. Um, yeah, you, you, you can't. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's not too dissimilar to when Jilts was in goal when there was no crowding, um, where you could just constantly hear him barking orders and, and shouting throughout the whole game, regardless of what was going on in front of him. He was constantly coaching, organizing, and and, and getting you know getting people into position, etc. Um, and Baxter is very very similar in that respect. You. you you will always hear him throughout the whole game, um, even if he's got not a great deal to do, which he didn't on Saturday. So, mm. Leslie said, Leslie said that Baxter that. can be another Yussi. Would he hell, if he had, if he, had, if he has half the career that Yussi had, I think he'd be a pretty happy, pretty happy man. Um, not so sure about that one, Leslie, but give it time. You never give know. it time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about Yussi's career with us and. The length of time he was with us, you never know. You don't. You certainly don't. We will. Uh, we'll show. Sure we'll be all very excited to see what the future holds for Bolton Wanderers and for Nathan Baxter. Um, all that Baxter talk, and we give man of the match for Jack Idle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it feels. It feels harsh, but I don't think you'll hear it before. No. no, I'm sure he. I'm sure he won't even hear about it. So no. he won't feel hard <laughs> done by. I'm sure. You never know. You never know. It might be worth putting it in the comments when you when you post it. An honourable mention. 
and a, a you know by way of an apology to him that he didn't get man of the match. Yeah, put a little picture, put a little bit of, little picture of him in the bottom bottom corner yeah. of the of the image. <laughs> Silver medal. Tag him in it. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? In case you haven't noticed, outside it's absolutely bloody Baltic. So, first of all, if you haven't got double glazing, go and get it done because it is freezing. Uh, secondly, Eco One Windows do double glazing. They do, they do windows, not. doors. Um, yeah, shop to your heart's content this Christmas. Uh, we'd like to say a huge thank you to Eco One Windows for being our headline sponsor for the 2023 24 season. Absolute top guys. Over there, uh, best in the business. They, uh, yeah, absolutely mint. And if you want to find out more about them or any of our other sponsors, you can head over to our website, www.thefanzonepod.co.uk, and read to your heart's content about all of our sponsors over there. We're uh, miss out a few segments. We've not got our pre-match presser, obviously, Harrogate and. Um, Port Vale in the cup uh, coming up. I mean, not nothing games, but I think, I mean, certainly Harrogate will be a slightly less of a challenge than uh, than Port Vale. So, fingers crossed, we uh, come away from those games uh, proceeding through the through the tournaments. I have a question for the chat. Go on. Would you rather, if I said to you, we'll get through against Port Vale and we'll go to Wembley again, or we get through against Harrogate in the FA Cup and go to Old Trafford or Anfield or uh, the new White Hart Lane or Emirates or whatever it might be. Which one would you take now, if you could choose? Wembley. Wembley again. Interesting. Yeah? Yeah. I thought that might be, I might think a little bit more about that one, actually, but have a think about it. Let us know in the chat. I think for me, from a financial standpoint, I think it would be better for the club. Um... And also to Seals win at Wembley, or hence the Seals win at Wembley, two seasons on the bounce would be unbelievable. Uh, and to go to either Old Trafford or, you know, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or whatever, and Seals get absolutely pumped. I mean, it'd be a nice day out, but it'd be an expensive day out to sit and watch us get dry bombed for 90 minutes. Goodison Park would be all right, though, wouldn't it? Because we'd have a chance against Everton, wouldn't we? That's true. That's true. Yeah. But I wouldn't class that I mean, as one of the If you go to like a and do what Exeter did, then yeah, Mint, but get... mm. Wembley's just different gravy, isn't it? Financially for the club as well, looking at it from that perspective, as well as the experience, I think with the two things considered, maybe Wembley for me. But, I, but but I would I would like I would like a big day out, uh, yeah, a big Premier League stadium. They've got Harrogate on Saturday. Sorry, you've got Harrogate on Saturday. How much more of a bigger day out? Do you oh need? yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, can't can't wait. But I think it's I think we'll probably you know if if we do. You know, make headway, and we do get through to, you know, the into the 
next round and into playing bigger teams. Obviously, if there, if there is a potential giant kill or whatever, then I'm sure that we will stick it in a pod. I hear that phrase because we'll play Brentford and, and, and we'll beat them. And BBC and everyone will be like, giant killing. Yeah. Bolton beat Brentford. Yeah. Bomber. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah it's, um, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one. I do like Brentford, to be fair. I like the way that they operate. No, I, like, I like Thomas Frank, but I know it's a smaller Premier League club than us. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's ironic, really, isn't it? But, but anyway, we're. Uh, we go with it. We've, uh, we've not got a pretty much presser. We've not got a get your my favourite segment. Not anyway. Say again. He put his picture up anyway. Yeah, go for it. We are still waiting on the day you recreate that image. Might be a Christmas present for you. Who knows? Oh. Wait and see. Oh, wow, we. I'm I lucky. Get that on your Christmas list and send it off to Father Christmas, folks. Oh. Um, I mean, we may as well give it over to you, Chris. Do you want to get stuck into your... Uh... Ben, before we go any further, can you just read this question out from Andrew Ashworth, please? Can I read oh, it out? Sorry, not that one. That someone's just beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's have this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Take yeah. your hat off, please. You can have that one as well. Oh dear! Uh, it's not bad actually. Transfer work. Got in that's all. Not brushed it today. Go on then. Let's have a look what Andrew's saying. Go on. Which would you rather, Liverpool under twenty ones at Wembley or Liverpool away in the FA Cup? <laughs> um, Obviously, Liverpool away in the FA Cup, but that is interesting because that, unfortunately, and this is why I hate that competition, that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Seriously, you'd rather go to Liverpool away in the FA Cup than have Liverpool under 21s at Wembley. Absolutely. Yeah, but we do them in and we win at Wembley again. Embarrassing. Absolutely, definitely. Rather be at Anfield. It's just, that that's putting a different spin on it, isn't it? Because none of the under 21s have ever progressed anywhere close to getting to the final, have they? But they will um, soon. They'll sit around. Hopefully, we're not playing in the competition anymore. But it's an annual competition, Colin. It, it, it's not going to happen soon, is it? it you know what I mean? It's going to happen later. It'll happen now. It'll be years away. Too remember. much money spending them to, that top tier for it not to, because it just filters mm. down into their academies. Uh, tough one. That's, that's a bad thing. One of the worst things about that competition, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I no, I agree with that. I, I don't. I don't like it. Somebody, I, I think it. Was Sandy? She asked me the other day about that, and having to explain it when you—it's like, hang on a minute, yeah, why are they in it? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, it makes no sense whatsoever. What was that? Under twenty-one yeah, should never exactly, be in this game. Exactly, they shouldn't. It—it—it—it it, it, it does devalue the competition enormously. It's, Making up numbers and it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be happening. Uh, Brandon, no, nobody has won the EFL trophy or the Sherpa van. Papa John's, Bristol Street Motors, Milk Cup. Blah, blah, blah. Milk Cup, is that in your day, Chris? Is it Milk Cup? I'm making that up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So in my day, it was, it's, it was the uh, Freight Rover trophy. 
Right. And then it was the Sherpa Van Trophy. We lost 3-0 to Bristol City in the first one in 86. And then we beat Torquay 4-1 three years later. Are we talking here the 16th century or... Uh, 19, yeah, 19, no, 1986 and 1989, not 1886. Uh, but nobody, oh, no one has won it twice. They've not, that's true, that. So, actually, no, oh, you know what we like for a record. Oh, we, have, we have won it twice. We've won it twice, yeah, oh, three times, I think it is. Yeah, no, we've won it twice, but no one's won it twice in a row. Nobody's won it twice in a row. Oh, we do like a uh, we do like a we do like a record, don't we? Oh, we do. You see that other one as well today, which which popped up, which was um, we wanted, what, five teams, maybe, including Wrexham, etc., who have never, haven't lost two consecutive games in 2023. That's, cool. that's impressive. Very. Yeah. Well, the team is it's the 29th of November. That's very good, that. It's, it, 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 I mean, when you think about resilience and what's the term bounce back ability that used to do the rounds back in the day didn't it um to not lose so it's it's us wrexham ipswich town hull city and brighton and hove albion who have not across the 92 um have not suffered back-to-back defeats in 2023 uh, I've got to give credit to Playmaker Stats for that marvellous stats because it's a belter that. It's just, that's, that's at, at League One level, I mean, that's a, a pretty unbelievable. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Especially when you continue, we've been papering over the cracks, we've had a poor transfer window and we're, you know, ever out and all that. Ever out, there it is. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's phenomenal, but but they, they come up every week, different one every week. Clean sheets, <laughs> you know, games unbeaten, blah, 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 and and it's like, hang on a minute, how ma- how many of these records, which aren't, you know, you, no, you don't get a trophy and do the invisible trophy graphic and all that, but these are all, you know, these like you were saying before, baby, incremental successes that all amount that builds to something bigger um and it's phenomenal Evan refers to it as the journey that we're going on doesn't he yeah yeah it's a journey. and and as jake cross has just mentioned we won goal off 100 for the calendar year um and i think it was jack dearden on the wanderer or it might have been daryl i'm not sure one of the two who referred to the fact of how good it would be if that hundredth goal was scored on Saturday by Dan on Lundaloo. So soppy these days, haven't we? Oh, it's been, been, it it's been been the whole world's really soppy, isn't it? Now, do you it's get what I mean? It's bought a lot of bollocks. Who cares? Who gets Liam's it? just Liam's just putting the in the chat that 104, 104 is the record. Is that that's for us specifically? That, that's in a season, so we're in talking about the, we're talking the hundred goals is is for the oh. calendar year, not a season. That's yeah. still impressive, isn't it? It's, really? it, it yeah, it is. 
Speaking of uh, speaking of impressive, Chris, we're going to go to you for your fan zone fan focus. Well, you won't be impressed because, unfortunately, it's a rare occasion that our loyal viewers have um, have let us down a little bit. I've only got two only got two comments, and one of them was from Brandon. Not that that's a bad thing, Brandon. Um, and the other from Andrew Bathworth. <laughs> and, and the two points that we we we've I think we've pretty much already covered off. Um, Brandon is, um, and I thought this was a little bit harsh, but I can see where he's going with it, and he has justified it when I questioned it. To be fair, when you play at forty percent of your capacity. And you go to third in the league and pick up a nil-nil. Um, I said something last night in in the chat that I think we're the real deal, and I'll come back and bite me on the arse. It's and that's nothing sure of that. But it's going back to that it factor that we, we spoke about. Um that character we together. I don't know, we just seen you seem something seems to have uh, something seems it. to have changed. Hey, <laughs> eh? it. Well, it. it, yeah, it's it. I think we've got. I, I'm not going to say we've got it, but yeah, something has changed, and it's it. I think. Um, oh, the calendar year record what, is 104. Cheers, Liam. With it, it go. with it, I think it's a combination of several things as one. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Oh, it is. Know. It is. But it's difficult tactically from a management point of view, as in man management, etc., to, to to achieve it. Um, but we just seems to be getting there. Something seems to have clicked and shifted. Um, it's consistency. It's that that's yeah. the thing that you can't coach at any level, apart from yeah. that elite level. You look at City last season. They were consistent and it won them the treble this season. It doesn't look like they're, you know, quite at the same peak, which is to be expected. But that's what it is. It's it's combining because it, whatever it may be, it changes every week. You know, you, yeah. you go away to Exeter and win 7-0. You've got it. You go away to Oxford, draw 0-0. The performance is still largely the same, but we didn't score the goals. So mm. in the space of a week, it has changed from we've got it to no, we don't have it. We need to be more ruthless in front of goal, even though the week before we won 7-0. And it I constantly think, changes. So having the, it um, is combining everything and being consistent. Yeah, it's the sum of all parts, isn't it? And, it and, I, and I think even though a lot of people will not take for granted, but will have less of a, a focus, and understandably on Harrogate on Saturday and Port Vale next Tuesday, I think they're both very important games. For that very reason, that you know, we, we will make changes. Dion will be rested. I imagine players like Luke Matheson will come in. Players like Cameron Jerome will come in. No mention of canals and dead dogs today. Um, and it will be changes, but just to keep that momentum because win, winning is a habit. Uh, oh, there we go. 
Brandon, we are picking up results no matter what obstacle stands in our way, whether it's our own performance or an issue with the other team. And, and, and that's it. It, it. Like Last night was weird. was weird in the sense that it's it's been so long since I've been to a game and not walked away with, with, the, with the dub, with the three points in your back then. You know what I mean? It was a weird feeling. Really, really weird. Not disappointing. Well, it was disappointing that it wasn't three points, but it's that it's not arrogance. It's that um, you're expectant of the, of the win. Um, and that comes from how you play and confidence and loads of different things. And and it's a it's a strange feeling. It's a really strange feeling to have, and it's not one that I've had for a long time watching Bolton, um, because you just never know what's going to happen. Um, so, got, um, let's, not, let's not put the, the kibosh on it, but and jinx it by getting too giddy and carried away. Because it will. Speaking of giddy, speaking of giddy and carried away, I think it, have a look at this comment from um, where have we gone, Liam. Question for for you: Do we have enough quality in? It's a field two start 11s that would be top six in this league. No, 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 no. No, I, I mean, if you, let's we'll take our, our lineup, it seems fair to me against Oxford. Uh, Vic and Charles would be swapped out for Umundalu and Bud Varson or yeah. Mez Gomez or Cameron Jerome, but I think we, we both know that, that yeah. all know that that wouldn't be the case. So I don't think that strike partnership. Bangs, twenty goals between them. Never mind one player. Um, left wing back would be Randall. That's you know that's okay. Right wing back. Well, I mean you probably have to play Randall on the right, and or Luke Matheson could come in. And I don't think that he's quite at a level yet to consistently be a top six okay. league one player. The midfield, I think we'd probably be okay. Actually, you've got Morley who'd come in for Sheehan who played last night. Thomason would drop out for possibly Dempsey. Uh, Magoma probably then would be picked up by Mendes Gomez and he'd drop into the midfield. And then the, I think the back three is where we have the That's issues then. Because you've got, well, Coleman would be between the sticks. And then who comes in for, for Tall, Santos and Jones? Because Iredale's obviously first team. Who else do you put in there? Johnston. Well, the, yeah, okay. Johnston and Forrester would get in. They're, them two them two alone are better than the majority of this league's defence. Who's the third, though? That's where your problem lies. Ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're quite top six. We'd probably be mid-table, lower end of the table. We've got... There's rotation... Options, isn't there? We've got good rotation options, but a like for like two teams, you 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 knackered, aren't you? Ashworth left side, Ashworth left side of centre half, uh, Forrester centre half, and yeah. Sorry, and you, but the thing ball. is, you can't because you can't you, you can't even make an assessment on Ashworth because you're not seeing enough of him. No, but he played he played well, and he was probably uh, Burton's one of Burton's better players last season, weren't he? Yeah. 
We've got options. Not good. Top six side, though. Not top six. No, of course not. No, no. Yeah. See, but it's, I, I mean, bloody hell, we couldn't have had this conversation last season. We couldn't could have had it three months ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah, you are. We couldn't have had this conversation three or four weeks ago, according to some people. No, no, that's it. it? So, yeah. no, I've got to shout that, though. It's a good question. It's a great question, isn't it? It's a great. It is. It is a good question. I think that that um, that second eleven would, I would argue, quite comfortably get promoted from League Two. Um, but I don't think you. I don't think there's any team in the. I don't even think City have a a second team that would win the Premier League. I don't think. Anyone at any level can can have that that amount of talent because you, you can't afford to either. You, you you if you have a player if you have a two teams that can both win the league that you're in or compete at that high level, you're going to have upset players in the dressing room because they all feel like they've got a right to start. Yeah, I think our second second string would probably end up mid table in League One. Yeah, yeah, I never really get sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to come, come pay for other them cracks? No, no, no. <laughs> it would be um, But no, it's a brilliant question, that. Very good question. It certainly was. Yeah. Um, I think other than that, all, all we've got, no no disrespect uh, to, to Andrew. Was his question gone? Bear with me. Please hold. Um, it was just, it, Andrew's point was just really, I think, what, a lot of what we've covered off. Um, is it a point gained or two points dropped? I think we've covered that off more than more than adequately. Um, tell you what, let's throw it open because I think what Liam did was just put into the mix there was excellent. Is there anything out there that is playing on your mind? Anything, any sort of burning topics that you want to pick up on or any? I feel like I'm in therapy, Chris. Yeah, any, concern, yeah, yeah, any concerns? Any yeah, concerns? Talk to me. Talk What's to me. Is there anything? Mind, folks. This is like Open some up. sort of social experiment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. My right, concern, like, my concern, lies a little bit with the fact that we've gone through such a positive few weeks in terms of results, and we're coming up to such a very, very, very busy time of year. So, can we maintain this level? Because if we want to win the league, and we should be aspiring to win the league, we need to continue mm. this throughout the whole season. But I do wonder oh. whether or not we can maintain these levels for a long time. Um, I think if we can, Christ, get to January, because I do, and I keep saying it, I think we'll invest in January and bring in I'll two or three. I'll tell you what, we've all got very, very short memories, haven't we? Because we... we we don't start playing until January normally, do we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, that's because it doesn't go the opposite way and it falls apart in January. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Is, is, is it gonna be... I mean, I don't think it will. Like as I keep saying, I think we'll invest. I think we'll bring in two or three championship players for this season and ahead of for next ahead for next yeah. season in January. I'm adamant that's going to happen. So I don't think that I don't think that'll happen at all. Uh, which is exciting, isn't it? But I just this this next few weeks, you know, December. Obviously, we all know how tricky it can be. A lot of fixtures, short periods of time. Can we maintain it? That'll be the question that Everett will be asking his staff and and, and, and his players, new, I have no doubt. It, it's a, it's another new challenge, isn't it? It's another new challenge. It's it, it's 
uncharted territory. Well, I obviously, like I said already, I didn't go to the game on on Saturday, um, and I've, I've several messages saying that I'm not allowed to go anymore. Actually, um, but did did am I right in saying we didn't really get out of third gear? No, we didn't break sweat. And we that's no disrespect to actually. We, we did not, honestly. You what was going what was going through my head at like even at like four, five, six, nil in how we were playing, whilst it was excellent to watch and we we we, we were superb, is it's like what, what was going through my head is this is great for energy conservation for Tuesday night. Mm. Um because it's like a training game. And that's not arrogance. That's basically comparing it in terms of performance levels and energy levels versus other games. They they were strolling around, Mm. stroking the ball around, exploiting space, finding gaps. It was was daft. We've got a lot more to come, haven't we? So maybe we can maintain these levels moving on into the next few weeks. You know, absolutely. So. Yeah. There's uh there's more to come from the Wanderers, but there's also more to come from us as we uh Ooh, sneakily very revealed. Very excited. We uh sneakily revealed in the uh last episode of the Fan Zone Pod on Friday the first of December, you will have some very exciting things coming your way. Twenty-four days worth of exciting things, may I add, no less. It's uh, the festive season, and at the Fan Zone Pod, we are all feeling very festive indeed. Um, Colin's got his Santa hat and everything. Just can't wait. So uh, Friday, the 1st of December, we'll kick off our Fan Zone Advent Calendar. 24 days of Fansmas, if you uh, wish to coin it that. But we are uh, we're looking forward to it. And we uh, we hope you are too. So keep your eyes peeled on our socials uh, on Friday because there's uh, lots of stuff coming up in the gents. It's exciting. Oh, we do it. We try. We try uh, very hard to keep you all entertained and not charge you for the pleasure. So yeah. um, you know, enjoy not 17, it. Not seventeen p a day here. No, 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 no. no. All, all we ask is. Um, just try and allow us to, to reach out to more Wanderers fans who, you know, might not necessarily have social media or, you know, don't really know too much about us. If you can kind of retweet and post and and, all, and tell you, your friends about the channel and stuff like that, that would be really appreciated because, you know, we've said it before, but it, it takes a lot of work to um, to do this, believe it or not. It's not, <laughs> it's not a straight, it's not a straightforward and easy process. So if we can... Um, we can help entertain you all with a bit of wondrous content, and we're all for it. Maybe oh, yeah. we'll uh, maybe we'll do it a day in the life of, a, of of the fan zone part, and you can see what actually goes into setting up one of the episodes. If you're even remotely interested, then let me know. None of you probably are, but we'll ask the question. Uh, let us know. As always, whatever type of content you want to see, whatever you want to see us do or try or experiment with, that's what we're here for. So. Uh, Open book. Oh, 100%. I'm always up for some experimentation. I'm up for an idea. Oh. 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 They're doing them. Um... So what you sorry, Chris. So what you're saying, Lord of the Darts, we come in here, do a watch along and have a few beers with you all. Is that what you're saying? 
Is that the idea that you're referring that, to? That, we, that, that, meet, that could be achieved. Or do you want to meet? Do you want to meet us all in a pub and have a beer in person? You have to expand cool, it on your idea, but I like the the idea. Yeah. Would the oh, beer delay? Know. I don't think the beer delay actually, Liam. To be fair. No, I think we can we can do do that without a delay, can't we? If we want to do a watch along, unless we unless we uh, streamed it from the ground, and then there definitely would be a delay. Yeah, <laughs> you'd get it four days later. Yeah, we, we we'll tell you about that someday. Our experience of streaming. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. I'm gonna open up a section on the website this evening. I will open up a section where you can drop in your suggestions and your feedback, and it'll come through to us. And what we'll do is we'll have a read of it. Uh, so mark my words, this evening there will be a page on our website. You can submit your feedback and we will take it all into consideration. Um, so whatever you want to see us do, let us know. Well, you'll, there'll be a link on our Twitter page. So if you're not following us on Twitter, it's at the Fanzone pod. And we will uh, we'll get it on there. And uh, you can uh, get your feedback in and, and let us know what you want to see from us. Um, but I think for now, just keep your eyes peeled for Friday. And of course, I'm going to guess that not a lot of people even know what our website is and, and whether you've been even maybe not even been on it. So they do now because there it is. Yeah, you do indeed. It's uh, it's relatively straightforward. It's uh, uk. If you can't even be asked typing that, you can also type in www.bwfcpodcast.co.uk and you'll get the same results because we are clever like that. Or you can go to our Twitter page and it's on that or it's on any of our uh, own profiles as well. You can just click on the link. You can't get away um, from us. Everywhere. I've got I've got to say something. That obviously, I know that everybody likes guests. That there might be some guests involved in the um oh chris you little tease oh there might not be though chris so don't be saying that well that's it isn't it carl you there might be there might not who knows chris, you've been naughty or nice yes it, it? yeah depends on yeah see david green who's a, a regular contributor has never been on the website but he will do after it feels like we're just rambling a bit at you now. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. Uh, guess on the way, as Chris hinted to. Keep your eyes peeled. Friday, the 1st of December, fan zone advent calendar. Tonight, submit your feedback on the website. So much stuff going on, and we can't Make wait sure to bring you it to you. Make sure you do, do it. it. Put it. Chris do is it. telling you. Do it. Do it. Get it, get it on. For now, it's goodbye from all of us here at the Fans on Pass, and we will see you all very, very soon. Take care. Ho, ho, ho. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.